This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Michael Sidgwick, joined today by Andy Murray to discuss everything that's in store for us on tonight's show. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. We preview and review Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2.0, Dynamite Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have wrestler interviews, roundtable discussions, and host a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestling culture but murray it's raw tonight mm. uh what have you thought about the show for the last however many weeks since you've been in s- the, uh, <laughs> the sunshine state yeah i don't know mate i've been on holiday <laughs> if you think i'm sitting there on, on in the lovely uh floridian coastal town that i was based every monday night making three hours to watch monday night raw you are sorely mistaken however i do cover this great noble sport for a living so yes i have caught up on the monday night raw and i don't think it's as much fun without cody rhodes that's my main takeaway um poor guy and his poor little injury um i think it's difficult when you go away and you come back and you cram a show because i had to watch like two three hour shows in a row and i didn't really retain much of that information um which is a common problem with raw a lot of the time that's anyway. the thing you don't have to be on holiday for that to happen 100 percent. but there's some interesting stuff with a few characters i do like the becky lynch unraveling storyline and i think you know you can plot that to her next big program we'll probably cover that i assume what next for becky lynch is one of our talking points that's right? literally the copy that i've written down <laughs> that's later on we'll start murray with the return of john cena ahead of a uh, rumored program with theory mm. at SummerSlam. now i've watched john cena for his entire wwe career um i kind of know how this is going to go and i'm quite looking forward to it as a result now i'm a cynical guy are you very much so. <laughs> Talk me out of this happening. I'm almost 100% certain this is what's going to happen on Raw tonight. John Cena's going to come out. Huge pap. Mm. And you've got metrics as to prove why it's going to be a huge pap. Mm. He's going to come out. He's going to do his thing. He's going to say something to the effect of welcome to Monday Night Raw. God damn it, I've missed saying that. Things of that nature. He's going to say something to... Uh, get the local crowd on side, though. Doesn't really have to do that these days now that he's in the sort of returning part-time legend role. And he's going to say something like, um, you know, since I've left this place, no one's stepped up. No one's been the face of WWE. There's someone who's been um, christened or 
pushed as the face of WWE, but nah, I'm not sure. And then for like three glorious minutes, he is he, he knows nothing else. It's like you know the the, the fable of like the snake. <laughs> is, it the, is it the frog and the snake? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know about the eel. I don't know about the frog and the snake. It, it might be the frog and the snake, or the the scorpion and the frog, or something like that. Mm. It's like, well, why did you sting me? It's in my nature. Even though it's killed us both, it's simply in my nature, and I cannot change. John Cena's a scorpion. It is in his nature to counterproductively bury literally anyone he's in a program with. (laughs) They are irrelevant. They are disappointing. They are not going to uh, be as successful as he is. They don't know how to cut a promo kid. They are um, disgraces backstage, or they are simply... Hugely disappointing in the role that I've left behind, and you've been mm. unable to occupy it. So here's how you become like relevant, interesting, or a star. You beat me in a predetermined match, and then when I uh, leave, you don't elevate business at all, thus proving everything I've said to be 100% true. John Cena's a scorpion. <laughs> this is what he says. This is what he does. Roman Reigns, Baron Corbin, fucking fiend. Literally, <laughs> this is just what he does. Is he going to do anything else, or is he going to do some more, like... Now, trademark, like, shoot season, you suck theory. You're going to beat me in, like, a three-and-a-quarter-star match at SummerSlam, elevated by crowd heat. Business isn't going to improve when yeah. I go away, yeah. but I, at least I gave you the rub, kind of. <laughs> well, I, I, I think uh, somebody who wanted to be a bit, you know, optimistic about this situation might look at the flipping fiend. Uh, not that, you know, theory and... John Cena are going to have a Firefly Funhouse. Um, but ultimately, Cena, I guess, would have been... Was this his last kind of major regular program aside from the Reigns reprisal last year? Oh! He, he put the fiend over. He put the fiend in over. the Funhouse, brother. And it was like this really clever deconstruction of everything everyone hates about John Cena. So when that happened, despite his years and years of, of pulling out the shovel and doing exactly what you've said, started wondering if this is maybe a turning point, if maybe he is actually a bit self-aware uh, in his role in the company and all of that stuff. Well, you say that. Sorry to interject. No, go ahead. He basically said that Roman Reigns is incredibly dry and an interesting, uninteresting um, and... He claims to be the tribal chief, but really it's never been more boring. I'm here to bring some much-needed life back into WWE okay. because of this monotonous, we go. egocentric. So he, he did the same shtick with Roman last year. When Roman was bulletproof and impossibly over. So it was a bit like, John, that's a bit weird, brother. Yep. Um, it was kind of, for me, the most like glaring and obvious example for this. Was it... Where was the match? Was it No Mercy 2017 or 18 or something? When it was him and him and Roman, and it was week after week, burial after burial yeah, yeah, after yeah. burial, and it was kind of, it was it was one of those things where it was obviously really terrible and counterproductive and like objectively bad. However, watching it was an absolute riot yeah, every yeah. single week because he was just uncorking these vicious. It was like it was like diss tracks. It was just completely brutal. Um, but the thing with Roman was that. At that time, kind of everyone looking at him would have gone, this guy's going to be great as a heel. Make him a heel, make him a heel, make him a heel. Uh, he just sucks because he's getting pushed down our throats, all of this stuff. He's getting pushed like Cena used to. Uh, and then they eventually turned him a heel and he took off. I don't think you can say that about Austin Theory. Now, like, I don't, I don't want to be the guy who comes on the podcast and completely writes off the long-term career of a 25-year-old, however old he is. He's very young. Uh, and goes, he'll never be a main event star, brother, or anything like this. He's still very early in his career. Uh, hey, maybe he will be. But the current version of him is, I don't think, particularly well-equipped 
for the passing of the torch that this program is going to become. Um, he has a bit of charisma. Uh, he has a very punchable face when he does his selfies. And he, he's got like little gimmicks here and there, like the selfies in particular and the little microphone he has now uh, that make him detestable. But it, it all very mid-card, all of this. I don't think I've ever seen an Austin Theory promo that was charming, that was particularly like engaging or magnetic on a heel level. He's good on a mid-card level of making me want to see the, whoever he's facing, punch him in the face and make him cry. Um, but beyond that, I, I'm, I'm not buying stock on this guy personally. Not just yet. Maybe a few years from now. I think this is way too early across the board. And if Cena eviscerates this guy on Raw tonight, as I think he probably... I can't talk you out of that. That's definitely what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to only bring to light what a bunch of people think already and what a bunch of people maybe subconsciously have and might, you know, start blossoming. I think it's going to ruin him, <laughs> really. <laughs> if, if John Cena comes out in London, you're a carbon copy, you're all muscles, you're a good-looking kid, but you can't wrestle, uh, you, you're not as engaging as me on the mic or whatever, you got no this, that, or the next thing, I think that's going to ruin this this guy. Um and, and tank his chances of taking off here. Not that I think he has great chances of taking off in this specific moment already. Um, but Theory's a, he's such an interesting guy. From the moment he stepped into Evolve, and he was like a lot skinnier back then, he was managed by Priscilla Kelly, who's now Gigi Dolan. So it's weird alt history. Even in there, it was very clear that he was a guy who was presenting himself almost as like a Randy Orton type dude, great aesthetics as he was bulking up and stuff, safe working style, but still, you know, still pretty exciting in, in moments. He was clearly building himself to be a sports entertainment guy. And Evolve seemed to be building their company and their future and that whole network around the idea that this guy was going to be a golden goose. And even at that level, when he was, you know, competing for the top championships and what was the network called? WWN Live? I think that belt and all that. He never really resonated, even as like a top indie guy so he's a very interesting guy to look at i can understand why wwe i've just gone off on a total tangent here but screw the police um that's a play version of the nwa song of course uh i, I don't know i've just lost it I just, <laughs> I, I, I personally I, I don't see it either he's got very much that whole drew mcintyre 2009 or whatever the hell it was that, it's a perfect comparison it's, it's tell don't show i've yeah. always thought like when you get a new guy in the art and you're meant to receive him as this like prospective main event talent who can carry the company on his back, et cetera, et cetera, the fans kind of are meant to pick that. When you are aggressively told and not shown that this person is the future, instantly you don't receive that person as such. And yeah, it's been thoroughly inorganic his entire rise to the top, his career path, if I'm being completely honest. He's, for me, he's kind of like Brad Maddox who can do a few PWG moves. Like, he's very telegenic, very slick, very smooth. Um, sort of, he's got the look in certain lights, others not so yeah. much, if I'm going to be brutally honest. Um, like the eyebrows. Think, like his eyebrows. Very yeah, good. he's just aggressively mid-card. Yeah. And it's just such a intangible feeling whether someone has it or not. And he just seems like a very curated experiment who doesn't have that intangible main event presence or aura or something. He just feels like a mid-card guy. Yeah. He just totally simply agree. feels like a mid-card guy. And I think John Cena is going to ruthlessly expose that. Um, it, a lot of his stuff gets played for laughs as well. It's all sort of overtly gimmicky. We'll see. This is a discussion potentially for 
miles into the future. But maybe this is, they like to test the guys in WWE. It's the weirdest thing. They don't like to push them or nurture them or delicately manage their careers. They really like to test them. And Theory, with shoot season Cena, is going to get a test tonight, I suspect. Um, also, I'm looking at WWE's official Twitter page for copy with which to preview the show, which we do every Monday. And it's rendered quite difficult because they've like announced two, like one of two things. Mm-hmm. And the other officially announced thing we'll get to imminently. But you have to sort of feel sorry a bit for the guys who do the social media for WWE. Because the whole, <laughs> I, their whole job description is to hype the shows and build a brand. And when the shows aren't really sort of when they haven't got the internal listings yet because Vince probably hasn't done anything with the show, they have to go, well, um, yep. like they get the Willboard scramble. Yeah. What next? Fallout from last week's Raw. Okay, that doesn't work. So they're going with on social media, who's going to next qualify for the Money in the Bank ladder matches? So I'm going to get you to answer this question. Now, on the women's side of things, there are six um, participants announced so far. They are Asuka, Lacey Evans, Shotzi, which is absolutely terrifying, given that she's in a ladder match. Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, and um, Raquel. What is it now, Rodriguez? Rodriguez. Uh, anybody else? <laughs> they usually do eight, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, nobody else. There's, there's hardly like there's literally it's 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 not just oh who I would like to see in the match or who do you think is going to be mm-hmm. in the match. And that roster's been decimated through firings and injury and walkouts um, and all the rest of it, that it's kind of process of elimination for who could actually still be in it. I mean, maybe Charlotte. She's off TV. She's getting married, enjoying her time off, all of that stuff. But Andrade's back already. He is. He is. Uh, And it would be a kind of very them thing to do the Brock Lesnar gimmick with her. Yeah. Um, So I could absolutely see them doing that. But beyond that, I mean, like, it's a difficult year to predict money in the bank aside i've got some good ideas for the men's matches who might win it but on the women's side i've absolutely no idea because the long-term destination appears to be becky well we'll speak about her in a minute um and ronda unsurprisingly um sorry i just laughed thinking about that segment with the baby on <laughs> smackdown oh boy oh god <laughs> I know. I know. what is going on but yeah that, i think charlotte is the glaring omission for me at the moment yeah, I can't really think of any other women who work there. <laughs> They've all been fired, you know. Is it Isaiah Lee? Can we stick someone from NXT in this match? Is that something they're going to do? I'd like to see Roxy in there. That, she's great. She'd Roxanne do, Perez as she's going now. She'd do so many creative things with those, like dives through the ladders Yeah, and she'd stuff. go through the rungs and stuff. Yeah. She'd be she absolutely incredible. She'd probably jump through a keyhole. Like, a, and that's a, one, one, that's a great take. And two, it leads me to another point. I know... One of the reasons why they're going with theory, just to circle back to him very briefly, is that they really want young talent. They don't seem to really want young talent, but in fact, apparently internally, that is a big push. They're just they're not bold enough, right? I am going to reference AEW because it's a helpful comparative exercise. Shota Umino has emerged sure. from Forbidden Door with just infinitely, infinitely more credit than he had going into that event. They had an idea for that match, and it was so clever. Right, if there's not enough New Japan for you, right, how about you just get the future of New Japan instead, and mm. we'll put them over big, and Chris Jericho did an outstanding job with them. And in the, the stated aim, and they achieved it looking at that crowd reaction, listening to that crowd reaction, was to make a single star on that night. Why can't WWE make similarly bold moves at a time mm. when they desperately need, well, not desperately need, they've got the rights fees, but you know what I mean, like, it would be nice if they made these bold moves. It would be infinitely less boring if they made these moves. You put Roxanne Perez on Raw. 
Not in a lengthy verbal segment or a promo train, just a, a little vignette saying, look, she's impressed massively on NXT, so much so that we feel like we should put her in this ladder match. Instantly, she's endorsed yeah. by creative, by the company, by whatever. People are like, oh, right, this is a brand new thing for WWE that they don't tend to do very often. Usually, you've got a, a years-long path to get out of developmental. Interest, like, interest immediately is kind of, like, peaked. And then you just lay out the match to flatter her. As we said, she can dive through these goddamn rungs. Her body control, her athleticism, her spirit, dauntless. She's phenomenal, or, yeah. or could be phenomenal. They could make a star on one night. Yeah, yeah. They should just do this. And she's great. Like, for... I always... It sounds like such a lame caveat, but for her experience level, she is a remarkable professional wrestler. Um, she had a brief sojourn in Impact this year before wrapping up the WWE deal, where she had this match with Diona Perazzo, who I hold in high esteem anyway. But there were times during that match where Perazzo has obviously been wrestling for ages. She's a very good technical wrestler, um, quite good at like you know, elevating lesser talent and stuff. But there were times when I was watching that match and I was, if I didn't know anything about these two people, I would have assumed that Roxy, as she was known then, yeah. was the veteran, which is like, not to besmirch Dion, I think she's great, but it's just, she's like, what, 20, 21 years old? And you talk about like, I, we just spoke about Theory there and I said, Dion, it doesn't feel like he's quite ready for this passing of the torch. It, that to me goes to show because he's older than Perez. That there's there's not like a binary set number where okay you're 28 now you are ready or whatever yeah. it's where you are in your development and it's where you what kind of spark you have and if you found your charisma yet and she clearly has um, I completely agree on every single level uh, so watch Charlotte win the match yeah and, this is what they be do. champion again it's <laughs> just what they do but like it's just she's right there she is right there to just transform everything in our division and quite frankly needs to be transformed. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Um, on the men's side, again, because the social media page is hyping that someone else is going to qualify. And we've actually got a formal qualifier, which we'll discuss imminently. But so far, we've got Seamus, Seth freaking Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Sami Zayn, and Umos, <laughs> which is a choice. We were discussing this. He could just, like, stand there <laughs> and try and unhook it. And, like, there's loads they can do with this. Like, people could climb on him as the living ladder. Like, it could be more fun 
than the default cynical, oh, he's a bit rubbish take. This um, could be an absolute riot. Like, yeah, absolutely. dudes climbing up him and stuff. I'm hun- Like, imagine someone springboarding off the ropes onto his shoulders and then onto the lat. This, you could do so much fun stuff. I there's agree. loads, but I think there's... At most, given the history of Money in the Bank, like three more names they could add. And this is more of a SmackDown question. First of all, is there anyone on the Raw roster that you could see going in to make it more um, germane to the preview? But surely Ricochet could just be in it. You've lost your Intercontinental title. Get your heat back or get something back by doing ridiculous things in a ladder match. So I think maybe Ricochet could be a choice. Anyone from the Raw side? Um, I mean, they might just stick Veer in there. He's on TV every week. He's cutting these promos and stuff. He seems a bit more natural now that he's... It's, it's promo seems to have loosened up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's less directed, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, like, I, I, I'm still at a stage with you where I don't have much... Like, because he's he's not had many substantial matches, it's kind of hard to tell what he can be and stuff. I think he's got a great look and he's yeah, putting it together a little bit. Maybe him. Um, who else is... Uh, I've consumed so much wrestling information in the past few days, I've completely forgotten who's already in this. Sheamus, Sami Zayn, Seth freaking Rollins, Drew McIntyre, looking very smug in that picture, actually. It's off-putting. And Amos. Amos, okay. Uh, I mean, let's... It's kind of an internet nerd answer, but let's get Chad in there. Yes. Like, he's just so great at everything. Yeah. He doesn't need to... He can be the biggest loser in the entire match, and you'll still elevate everything. He would be... So good. Awesome at the sort of two, three minutes left mark. Smug bastard. Yes. Climbing up the ladder. There's a suspended ladder resting against one of the lower rungs, and he could be the guy who eats crap. Yeah. yeah. And he could bump like... He, He'd be, like, a tremendous slapstick guy. And Imagine could, him telling, like, Omas to shoosh as well and then just die. Uh, yes, It'd get Gable great. in there. Get Gable in there. Uh, what next for Becky Lynch? <laughs> there it is, baby. Uh, she's going to continue on route. I'm quite into this. Um, although it's it's been something we've seen a long time. Like, you could have pinpointed this as the first steps of the babyface turn and the road to her and Ronda at Mania, assuming that's still the direction and you can't, why would it not be? Um, I ca- I'm kind of into this. Uh, last week, good match with Asuka. Again, they're always good, at the very least. Uh, and then the flip out after the bell. I will say her flip outs are not quite as uh, gloriously childlike as uh, Zack Sabre Jr.'s when he loses, yeah. uh, but she's doing a good job. And I've not always been into the big time Bex character. I think... There's only one Conor McGregor, and I think when pro wrestlers tried to ape that to a ridiculous level, uh, or to the note, as she was doing for long periods, it it just feels like a cheap imitation. Um, But this is more interesting. This is a lot more interesting. I think she's had a string of high-profile losses. She'll she'll presumably just lose again this week. Imagine she'll come out, cut a promo, get challenged by like a Liv Morgan or somebody who'll uh, beat her. I think just a continuation of that, when they put stuff stuff out there like this, and it's presented as this big, grand, bold thing. Um, the path is usually very, very simple, and I think it's going to be a continuation of a story that has to stretch out for, like, another 10 or so months. So. Yeah, no, I'm inclined to agree. One route they've taken, which, you know, nothing matters in this company. She did this thing. I don't know if you missed it, but um, she lost to Dana Brooke. Yes, and she didn't want to fight for the... I enjoyed that. I'm not fine for this piece of crap. <laughs> so I did enjoy the latter bit, but the first bit was confusing. One way to prolong this, like the slow realization of I need to stop being this moneyed, deluded person who looks like an idiot and just go back to being the man if I've got a chance of beating Ronda. One way of doing that is she can qualify for Money in the Bank tonight. She can enter that match. She doesn't have to take a pin because clearly they don't want her to lose. Well, I mean, 
lose to Dana Brooke, but you know what I mean. They don't want to ask her. So yeah, they, they do want her to lose all the time. It's all very strange, but this is a way of getting her in the match, elevating the star power of that field, elevating the quality of the match by her being in it, and she could come very, very close before she's toppled, and then that can advance the story. Good. The last two talking points are interesting, I promise, so stick around, right? So last week, a genuinely, earnestly good thing in WWE, about the only thing outside of the Cody Seth program that's genuinely been good, but in a completely different way, is the continued misadventures of Kevin Owens. <laughs> His um, absolute refusal to sell for the fact that um, Ezekiel is not Elias. They pulled this wonderful camera trickery and post-production edit deal where Kevin Owens was kind of thinking at the end, finally, Jesus, maybe I'm losing it, or maybe <laughs> everyone is right and I'm wrong, because Ezekiel and Elias were quote-unquote on the same show. And then Elias, this is a deep cut Twin Peaks reference, people will appreciate it, appears, uh, Kevin Owens rather, appears to have created a tulpa, which is a thought manifested, right? Because he said something to the effect of, uh, I don't care if it's you, Ezekiel or Elias, whoever he was talking to at the time, Elias or Ezekiel, whoever it wasn't, or, I don't know, your younger brother Elrod. I just want to get in this match. I just want to beat you to get there. So now, WWE's Twitter page has created a match graphic where it's Kevin Owens on one side, and then three figures. One, a silhouette. Another, yeah, vacant, grey yes. fella. Elrod. <laughs> Ezekiel or Elias. And it's who does Kevin Owens face to qualify for the match? Do you think there's going to be a third? I hope Samson. so. <laughs> that was it, Samson, That was it? Elias Samson. Uh, I hope so. Good grief. I just dye his hair. It's yeah. so easy. Just uh, or like, uh, don't shave for a week. Have a bit of stubble because you've got Ezekiel's clean faced. I will say. And he will get stubble quickly. You can tell by the yeah. beard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can tell from his thickness. Um, I will say that I really want to see him wrestle in that beard wig he had on last week. Yes. That thing, that thing's going to fall off. It's going to be amazing. Um, but I. When it comes to this storyline, I just want it to be as dumb as possible. I want them to take it to the dumbest degree. I want to have like seven members of the Samsung, I almost said, the Samsung family um, by the end of this. What's this guy? Elrod. 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 I want uh, Ebenezer. Elon? Maybe not. Maybe not. Elliot. Uh, Elliot. uh, Earl. Earl. Oh, Earl's a good one. Earl's a good one. Uh there's lots of uh, Edward, Ed, Eddie, Ed. <laughs> Aren't Nicktoons? That was a Cartoon Network. <laughs> I don't know. Ed, Ed, and Eddie. I've ran out of names that begin with E, but if you've got any, let us know in the comment section below. Yeah, please do. Um, Eric, Eric, e- Elephant, Eki Tiki. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that moves dead. You know, is it? Uh, is he going to like? So uh, me and Murray are sort of lapsed Newcastle fans. I'm very lapsed. I'm I'm out. <laughs> there's a there's a, a a striker, teenage hotshot from France, and Newcastle tried to sign him in January. Didn't want to come. Trying to sign him again in the summer. Apparently, calling to Fabrizio Romano. The deal's all but dead because the agent's just demanding ridiculous Here slice we know. of money. Here hey. we know a ridiculous fee that Newcastle aren't going to pay him. But me and Murray. Lapsy Castle fans don't really care. Are kind of desperate for Newcastle to sign this player because he's called Hugo Ekitike, right? But one in the in the mouths of a Geordie, it's not going to be Ekitike. It's going to be Ekitike, and we just want a lot of 
want, I just want to hear Geordie say. That there's no, is there a funnier word that you could say in Geordie other than Eggy Teggy? I want the true Geordie every week going, Eggy Teggy. It's absolutely perfect. Oh, I will say, I did see this transfer so, story. Eggy Samson. Eggy Teggy Samson. I did see this transfer story, and I think it's very appropriate that after I, I moved to Newcastle Falls, uh, he's seemingly going to Paris Saint-Germain. So there we go. The richest <laughs> club, so the second yeah. to the richest. Yeah. Falling down that sports washing ladder, my friends. Absolutely. Anyway. <laughs> right. Um, away from, you know, propagandists yeah. and all the rest of it. Aberdeen signed six players last week. It was great. Really? Yeah. Good ones? Or? Uh, well, I don't, I've never seen any of them play. Uh, Do you shot on YouTube from, for goals and skills? Apart from Liam Scales. Yeah, we signed some lads from uh, North Macedonia uh, for like 500,000, which is a lot of money for us. So very interesting. So Liverpool um, them for, for 4 million in about three years. Yeah, like Calvin Ramsey, yeah. poor guy. Um, yeah, we had a terrible season last season, like 12 people have left. So we really do need about seven more players. Um, but hey, shaping up to be some carnage in the shining silver city. The last team to beat Real Madrid in a European final, lest we forget. Liverpool couldn't do it. Anyway, we've talked enough about you know, Saudi Arabia and uh, propaganda. People tune into this to listen to me talking about the dandy dons. So. Do. Anyway, away from the propaganda, <laughs> away from the sports washing, just away from Saudi Arabia talking. Uh, it's, it's Mr. McMahon <laughs> going to be on Raw again. A oh boy, I hope so. <laughs> he wasn't on SmackDown, was he? No, he so wasn't. That's his, that, I think that's the first show he's missed. The streak is dead. I will. I, oh, my goodness. The... The, why did I take a vacation and this story broke? Just horrible timing. Um, I, I sincerely hope so because these the segments are disastrous. <laughs> you almost fell from coming out of the ring last week, man. It's like you're not built for this anymore, brother. <laughs> he can't <laughs> talk either. No. Like, he just simply no. can't talk. He's, he said something about John Cena. <laughs> Summer Cena. Yeah. Yeah. Can't talk. No. He shouldn't be talking. These feel like excuses, like power plays, like theater of, I know what we said. This is me inferring. This is me inferring. I don't know why he's doing this, but I'm simply inferring from his appearances. Subtext of, you know, what was written on the statement, but I'm still here. Don't be fooled by the lawsuits that I got. I'm still Vinny from the block. Yep. Not to make light of a potentially very serious thing. Yeah. But what's he doing? I mean, they're, they're, they're just ratings ratingizing. <laughs> That's a word. Uh, this whole situation, aren't they? They're, like, they knew exactly. Carney till the end. Yeah, absolutely. Knew exactly what they were doing by pre announcing the SmackDown segment. They didn't announce the Raw one, um, but, you know, the numbers were good again uh, for that show. So clearly, people looked at that and went, oh, maybe. Some weird stuff will happen, and he, he comes out and he's received as this, as this like heroic guy, <laughs> and it's it's so weird, it's so weird, man. It kind of just goes to show that people like WWE audiences mainly just want to see stars, and he's that. It's it's uh obviously I'm not going to comment on the case or anything like that, but it, what a weird, what I, you know, just when you think pro wrestling couldn't get any weirder, here we are, here we are indeed. I hope he's on the show. I kind of, for perverse reasons, I hope he's on the show. Uh, this is something you like to talk about, right? What number do you think this is going to get with Cena's return? I think it's going to do well. Um, where were we at last week? Was it like, I didn't look at it, I didn't look, Points. I don't remember the exact, but it, it performed well. I think we're going to get an uptake on that because... Point sixes for Raw? That's, that's 
bloody good. That's bloody, bloody good. And it's no, that no, wasn't last week. I'm saying, do you think this? I think it was in the. Oh, sorry. Was, I think it was in the fifties. The point fifties. Yeah. I remember looking at it, registering that that's good, and not remembering it yeah. because my brain has made a Swiss cheese. Um, but look, we got evidence for 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 a show featuring John Cena to do really well. Um, so before this is data grabbed by Dave Meltzer in last week's Wrestling Observer newsletter. So this would be Thursday night on the west coast of America or Friday morning for us here in the UK. Um, before Cena, Laredo, Texas, this show had sold 3,726 tickets. Uh, when they announced Cena a few weeks ago, it almost doubled to 6,943. That's outrageous. Sensational. So clearly John Cena is still a draw. Clearly John Cena is still a big needle mover. I don't think that was really in question, I should point out. Yeah, um, the extent of it was surprising yeah, even to me. Like. Exactly. The extent of it is is something else. And uh, it's worth bringing up, you know, if you're going to sit here and go, we'll want to predict ratings and stuff, it's useful to have these numbers uh, for sure. So, yeah, I think it's going to do extremely well. I mean, I'm 100% more interested in Raw because Big Match John is going to cut a scathing promo on some young guy. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's going to be something else. I almost said poor young guy, but... Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let us know if you think that uh, John Cena is going to verbally eviscerate uh, young Theory tonight. It's probably going to be the case. I'd love to see um, if there's any other non-cynical people out there on Twitter who can sort of walk me off this cliff of, no, he's, he's going to do it, there's no point. But if you want to interact with us anyway, you can do it on Twitter, at WhatCultureWWE. Mm. Uh, whilst you're there, you can follow Andy Murray at... You can follow me at Andy H. Murray. The H stands for, hey, can you deal with the eel? It's, he's a very slippery fellow. Yeah, like. he is long as well. He's long, slippery. You can't put him in a headlock. You really can't put him in a cross face. <laughs> like, you can't do anything like that. You just can't do it. You just cannot deal with the eel. I think the only way to deal with the eel is to tie him in the ropes. But then you just slip. And also, like, if you tie the eel in the ropes, that's a permanent rope break, brother. You can't do anything. Gee whiz, the eel is unbeatable. Best wrestler of all time. Unbeatable. Uh, <laughs> right, you can follow me at M. Sidgwick. Um, I don't know why you've stuck this long, but if you have, thank you very much for joining us. We will, of course, be reviewing the show tomorrow. Um, so keep an eye on your podcast feeds for that. Um, I believe that Willborn and Hamphlet reviewed um, the exceptional Forbidden Door pay-per-view. So listen to that if you haven't already. Ah. Not to be arrogant, I think a few people might want my takes on that, and indeed Andy Murray's. We've each written articles, which you can access now at or soon, at whatculture.com slash WWE, um, star ratings and ups and downs effectively. Yeah. And there's probably going to be another completely unrelated video dropping on YouTube, just to plug that as well later on. Put it on. this way, like the article I wrote is exactly the kind of one that's going to get accusations of bias and on the payroll all week because the show was absolutely magnificent. It was magnificent, but guess what? We did like the build. If we were biased shills, we would have absolutely put the build over. Yeah. We didn't. When the shows are worth putting over, we put them over. We'll put you over by thanking you for listening. But until tomorrow or the next podcast, we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.